Hi, I'm Brand, and I love Hallmark movies. Hey, I'm Panda, and I like Hallmark movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark movies. And I'm Chris, and I'm in Hallmark movies. And this is the Deck the Hallmark podcast. You know, you, you wow. live your life uh, hoping that one day you'll be able to do a show, produce it, and everything go perfectly. <laughs> and then the one time it doesn't, everyone gets mad yeah. at Bran. Right. Because I made one mistake in my whole life. I feel like yeah. that's an understatement. Can you imagine, though, working as many days in a row as Christopher Palaha has and having the joy on his first day off to speak with us? In the morning in California. I mean, God, you're living the dream, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the dream. <laughs> this you, is how he wanted life. his life to go. Well, and I said, Chris, do you want to take a few days off? Like, do you want to just press pause? We can we can touch base in November. And he's like, no, no, no. No. Let's keep this rolling. No, he Let's has keep a, doing stuff. He, you can't see it. He has a shirt on that just says hashtag the grind. The grind. <laughs> That's what it says. And he... Uh, He's just grinding right now, yep. man. I mean, he didn't want that double holiday to end. No, no, no. Holiday. Triple Let's holiday. Go. Bring Let's it on in. He does it for the money. Uh, yeah, he does. Uh, Christo, how are you? I'm doing good, guys. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, we, you guys uh, are busy. We, yeah. You've had a busy summer. You've done a bunch of live shows, which I was not included in. Wait a minute. Oh, wait well, a minute. Hold on. I really appreciate No, we and Walker took my place. You were you invited. You threw it in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you were in London, buddy. I, I said, hey, I'm available. And you said, yeah, we got somebody else. <laughs> no, no, no. What None happened, happened. And I want to make this perfectly clear. None what of that happened, happened was we let you know the date. And what you did instead was you flew out, oh, I don't know, five days beforehand, hung out with the bubbly session in LA, and then oh, left. Oh, yeah. Right I got to say, that hurts. That's let's, what happened. That hurts. Let's talk about who's cheating yeah, on who here. Yeah. <laughs> Real I quick. do remember that. I remember <laughs> that distinctly. But Hallmark flew me out to LA. They, it was nice. We would have. We would have. We would have paid for we it. Would've, we would have paid for your Uber down to the Dynasty typewriter. Chris. <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> that seemed steep. <laughs> how? But how was it? Like, how was the audience? Who was there? How many people showed up? So the LA. The LA show was really fun and different. A lot of people from the industry, like the Hallmark world, showed up. We had. I think four Hallmark employees were there. We had a producer of the movies was there. His wife who acts in the movies was there. Um, Andrew, of course, was there. Like we had a bunch. Of, we had a screenwriter mm -hmm. uh, who, uh, who was there. We had a lady who's doing a Christmas festival with all these people in it was there. Uh, like it seemed to be that kind of. And we had crowd. a seat that said reserved for Chris Palaha. Empty. Mm -hmm. Empty. 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 Yeah. So. Like, 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 like waiting for Guffman. Right? That's right. Yep. Yeah. 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 That front. Seat. Yeah. That front uh, yeah. That's not, that's a great movie. You guys need to see that. Movie if you've not seen it. Uh, that's a deep cut. We're fine. We've clearly moved on. Uh, and this is kind of our attempt to, to rekindle to the bridge. That's right. To rekindle the romance. Yep. Hey, we're, um, we, we're going to be out there again in November, Chris. December. Are you really? Oh, December. Excuse me. In December, we're going to be out there again. In December. That's right. What What are the dates? We haven't announced them yet. Yeah, we haven't announced. You know that whenever you plan it, you're just going to fly out. No, we else. Can, <laughs> no, we can tell you when the. I might be, I might be in London. That's right. <laughs> we can't tell people who are listening to the podcast right now, but we can tell you when the dates are. And it rhymes with "Remember Mentees." <laughs> so write okay. that down. 
Yeah. Okay. You got All it. All right. Um, we're talking about a lot of things today. Uh, we just, uh, yesterday, we reviewed uh, Mystery 101.3, Words Can Kill, Kill. Um, and had a, had a ball of a time doing it. And you got another one coming out this Sunday. Is that right? Yeah, called Dead Talk. Like Dead. Dead, talk. Dead talk. Wow. wow. I love it. At, at, at what point do people just go, I'm moving out of Garrison? Like, there are too many murders. We've asked the question already. We're like, there's a lot of death <laughs> in this little tiny town. Like, there's a lot of murder happening. Do you think it's because it's cloudy there too much? Like, in Washington, <laughs> it's a thing. Weather, you know. It's a, yeah, it's a depressed environment. Because yeah. There's no sunshine. Yeah, it gets a, a total of 300 and 54 days of overcast wow here so we're talking very minimal sunshine so you uh you were having some problems on the social medias this uh sunday trying to to live tweet like it seemed like everything was going wrong for you what was what happened there i I saw you kept like your your cable network wasn't showing the movie when it should have been like you had issues with social like it seemed like everything was going in the wrong direction for you trying to live tweet your own movie everything Everything last night did not happen, so I bounced around. <laughs> I guess, I, I guess it was about uh, what maybe an hour into the film. I was trying to keep up, and I was trying to. And I realized at a certain point that I'm just be present. And I'll say this: uh, we watch a lot of Hallmark movies, Chris. And I was, I told these guys we were watching the mystery movie. And I, this is maybe a good question to start us on the mystery train, like. You tend to really want, even having fun on 15-day shoots, to bring something different to every role you play. This guy is an intense character mm-hmm. that you play. Like, And I, I know you said when we talked to you and Jill back in January that you came in and they were like, you got to back off the intensity some like it was too much. But like, you, it's it, by the third one, you're comfortable enough with Amy. Travis and Amy are pretty much a thing that you're a little bit more like relaxed around her. And like the fact that you've made that like adjustment as you've gotten to know her is impressive. But in the first two movies, like you are like intensely staring into people's eyes. Like it's gotta be the most eye contact you've ever made while acting a part. Like, give, it, give, it, give it to us right now. Ever. Take those glasses. So it's now. like, it's like this where I'm just, yes. like, mm. yeah. Yeah. and then I'll do the thing where the eyebrows go up. <laughs> yeah. And you're leaning yeah. in, man, that first movie, no, like, there's a lot of leaning like, clinch jaw staring like, you know, holes in the people. Yeah. I, I, so I do find it refreshing that I know I'm going to get, I'm not going to get Hallmark leading male. I'm going to get Chris Palaha in every mm-hmm. movie. And so God bless you for that. Thank you, brother. Yeah. I'm, you know, I went light, I went lighter because you have to, there has to be a little bit of give. Um, but the fact that Travis has that place that he can go is also kind of fun for me. Cause if I need to bring it out, he's there and it's not going to be like, wait, what? This is incongruent. Do you, yeah. Do you think you would be friends with Travis? Um, Travis Burke and I would be, uh, uh, yeah, you know, he's, a, he's a bit of a lone wolf. I've, um, I, I think that he's, uh, he's got this kind of, he left Chicago, right? He yeah. got out of there and he's trying to start fresh. Why, however, is he playing it so coy with Amy is my question. Like, yeah. Dude, that's just, all of our like, question. At the car, he could have just kissed her, but he didn't. He was waiting. I mean, and he's, he's a man of integrity. He's already best buds with Amy's dad. I mean, it's starting yeah, to, it's starting to become weird at some point. Yeah. Um, but I think what he's doing is he's like, I think he is. I think he messed up so royally in his first relationship, his mm-hmm. first marriage, right. frankly, that he's a little gun shy. So that's his deal. My biggest stretch with him was a guy that intense and that like hard boiled 
just letting this teacher like under the ropes at all these crime scenes yeah, like just seems like it doesn't <laughs> it quite seems, work together. Yeah, it doesn't work. Does like, it? I'm but, telling you for the last time, don't come in here. Oh, you went in here. Get under okay. the rope. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Cross this police line. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, so Panda, you know, it really, it's just he likes pretty girls. So he's like, yeah, I'll just hang out with this pretty girl and she can help me solve crimes. And there she's it is. Carrying the load. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Needs, you know, that's sure. fair. I worked my. I worked hard. I'm gonna let her carry the load. Yeah. <laughs> so Panda has done a lot of research. <laughs> yeah. On the school. Yeah. In the Mystery 101, and he's gonna. Okay, let's talk he's about gonna it, tell Panda. you about the school. Yeah. So okay. talk to me a little bit about Quest University, there, man. What you think? Because that's where well, you guys filmed, right? You mean the real one? Yeah, the real one. I'm not talking the fake one. Why would he was, care about the real one? Start talking about Elmstead College. No, yeah. well, no. I mean, it's fine. I but think I'm... it's like Colby or or you know, like like I think it's like one of those little mini Ivies that you find up in Maine, but yeah, like, takes place in the Northwest. As far as Quest goes, I don't know what these kids are doing up there, but they've got like one of the most beautiful campuses I've yep. seen in a long time. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Well, that's why I want to go there now, Chris. Yeah. yeah. And they've got all these, when we're filming, they've got all these posters that show where Quest's international sister schools are. And they've got campuses in India, China, all throughout Europe, of course. And these kids, because they're Canadians, I guess, and Canadians seem to travel a heck of a lot more than Americans go, they just get to travel all over the world and take, you know, like semesters here and semesters there. That's cool. There's a, there's a jamming uh, little... Uh, music room that I find myself locked yeah. in while we're shooting, which has every instrument you can conceive of. So some wow. of the, uh, some of the boys and I from the crew will go in there and we'll just jam in the direction. What, all, what all do you what play? do you play, Chris? Me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, I play piano, guitar, mandolin. What? Give me a harmonica. I'll jam on a harmonica. Do you really? Wanna, do you want to do? Because yeah. you told me earlier you wrote a song about Deck the Homework that you kind of wanted to to sing. Do you get you got your guitar? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't have my guitar with me, but, but you have your guitar? No. I don't have my guitar. Oh, man. Maybe mm. some other time. We'll, we'll, we'll save like it for this, December. To, we'll this do the 20... like a moment. This feels like a moment to be had in the future. The, the, 20, <laughs> the 24 hour yeah. live stream. That's when we're going to debut so, that song. I didn't know you were a musician. So I wanna, I'm going to pitch. Uh, I'm going to pitch Hallmark something, and I'm going to pitch it to you guys first. Okay. Okay. So. Anybody out there listening to this, don't steal my idea because it hasn't been uttered yet. But what do you guys think of a live show? Um, what do you guys think of a live show on Hallmark that airs on Christmas that's like an old-timey variety show where it's like me, I come on, I say, hey, everybody, Merry Christmas. And I sing a little song and then I have... All the Hallmark people, like like a best of, and they come on and they do a little song, like you know, like an old love Christmas I, variety show. I don't. That seems to fit the brand of Hallmark almost too well, Chris. Yeah. Would like, you guys? My I guess my question is: Would you guys watch it, or would you be like, dude, it's too much? No. Well, I would watch it, um, and I will just say, this is finally the time for you to say, hey, but the the deck, the Hallmark boys need to come and sing a song with me. This is the time. You, we would. It's live on Christmas Day. Yeah. I'll you would you would go over there on Christmas I feel Day. like we should probably well, you uh, know tape what? it. We you should know, probably in, tape in, it. We would in what we would do is we would shoot it like like you guys are out there on the murmuring. We'd probably shoot it like the eighteenth of the night. I mean we'd be done, you know, it's live 
to us. Okay. Airing on so Christmas. once we got the live thing out of the way, I think this is a no brainer. Yeah, no, that seems like a yeah. genius idea. Well, and all of it, because I wasn't like on Christmas day, I don't really watch a lot of TV. Like I'm just trying to think like that would be the one thing. I don't know what Christmas specials I've ever really watched on Christmas day, but, yeah, the, but yeah. for Hallmark, the idea is just, how oh, they not done up. it before. No, they have. Yeah, they've not done it before, and I think uh, I think randomly I might be the right guy uh, for the job. I just emceed a thing uh, this weekend in Carmel for it's called Casa, which is coin appointed special advocates um, for foster children for the Monterey chapter. I'm sure you guys have a Casa in your neighborhood. Like it's like if there's a fo- if there's foster care kids and they need an advocate from the court who's an adult who's consistent in their life. Um, anyway, I've never emceed before. And I got to be honest, man, it was like one of the most enjoyable evenings I've had in a long time because you're basically like the social lubricant of the room. Mm-hmm. And then you got to raise a bunch of money. And when you get see when you start seeing people, you know, give 35,000 bucks. Heck yeah. That's in a, awesome. In a heartbeat, you're like, whoa, this is kind of cool. And you know, Rick Allen from Def Leppard was there. Wow. Um, That's awesome. And we had a drum circle with Rick. I mean, it was pretty awesome. Man. And I was the kid in 1987 who watched him on MTV and like practiced drumming with one arm. So for oh, me, wow. it was like a cool. That sounds yeah. fantastic. Sounds and like a fun evening. We do have an organization kind of like that. I'm a foster parent. I don't know if you know that, uh, Chris. No, uh, I didn't know yeah, that. Dude. Uh, yeah, believe it or not. Um, and, and so thank you for raising a bunch of money. You're welcome to come out here to South Carolina and do the same thing. I mean, you're, you know, I'm not going to stop you. Let's do it. Let's figure it out. And we will. I like it. I mean, this guy. I'm dead serious. Yeah. So, um, Quest University is cool, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so that whole thing will be edited, and we're back to Quest. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, so Mystery 101, uh, the the fourth one is coming up. Before we, we'll dive into the third one and ask you questions about how uh, the the things in it maybe don't make sense or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but the fourth one, tell us about the fourth one and how it's gonna it's gonna bring the whole thing home. Are you or Amy and Travis getting together? That's just really what we want to know. Well, I don't want to spoil it because I feel like that's the greatest mystery of all. <laughs> Trav's gonna die. <laughs> Travis dies. Yeah, before the kiss. Um, uh, let's just put it this way: there's three more that are possibly in development. What? Holy maybe, cow! Um, maybe. And I really do feel like it depends on how well these perform. If people showed up last night. And then people show up next Sunday night, and if the fans are are vocal and and uh, you know fanatical about about what we're putting out, then I think Hallmark would be more than happy to pull the trigger on more. I think that uh, the Dead Talks is fun because it takes us out of Garrison and puts us in Seattle. Basically. Oh, perfect! Mm. So we're gonna head to the big big city, and uh, where I don't have any jurisdiction, my character Travis is like he's just mm. a regular person. So it actually puts Amy and I on the same playing field. I like that. Um, and then she's got a, a past lover that comes into the picture. Mm. I've got an ex-girlfriend, kind of, that comes into the picture. Mm. And so all of a sudden you see these people who are significant others from other times uh, having an influence and having an impact. And so it, it plays on the emotional. Uh, it's good. The writers have done, i, I got to be honest with you, I was not pleased with the one that took place in the theater i thought it was really soft <laughs> I, I i liked the opening one i love number one yeah i was not a fan of number two but then three and four i've been like big big fans of so that seems really to be a consensus yeah that's here. a consensus in the room we did not do episodes on the first two but we talked heavily about because we watched them all to make sure we were know the characters yeah. and everything 
The second yeah. one is by far the worst of these three movies. Yes. Like, it's not even close. Right. At one point, a doctor gives someone a sedative and then tells you to go interrogate them. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was so inconsistent. I yeah. was like, what are we doing, you guys? Yeah. And then the fact that it, like, took place in a theater. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You said you like three and four better, and I thought three was definitely an uptick over two and really one. I like. I think three is the best of, the, of them so far. Do you like this recurring character you get to play, or would you rather have 15 days, create one character, have fun, and then go do a different one? Like, which do you prefer? No, you know what? This is more in my line of, like, what I'm used to. I prefer, uh, I, you know, I'm a series kid, and I grew up acting on, a, on series, different series. And I love the idea of, of building a character kind of over the long, like over the long term, mm-hmm. like long form storytelling. So the idea that Travis and you said it earlier, the fact that I came on as such a hard boiled guy and you're starting to see him soften and you're starting to see the effect that Amy's relationship has on his life and how he's a cop and kind of these different tones and these different colors I'm able to play. I wouldn't get that chance. Like with small town Christmas, the guy was just the one note and I had to convey, I had to introduce the note, carry the theme, maybe variation on the theme and then repeat the theme and then do a little ending of the song. So that's all you get in that two hours. Um, you know, I just did a, a movie with, uh, Carly Pope, who was a lot of fun to work with. We did double holiday, which I think we'll talk about in a little oh, yeah. bit further. But, um, again, it was like a character that they mm-hmm. wrote it. Nina, uh, who she's amazing. Um, one who wrote the script is like one of the, She's one of the queens of, of script writing for Hallmark. She does an amazing job, and all her movies are fan favorites. People just love her. And the, the entry of it was at, that they were kind of at odds in that she, Carly's character didn't like me, my character, and that my character kind of didn't like hers. But I asked her early on, I said, you know, Nina, wouldn't it be more interesting if my guy always kind of was interested in her so I can play love from the beginning and that it's a different view that she has of me that allows her to see that all along there's been this guy that has kind of, and, and she agreed. She was like, actually, yeah, that's so instead of it being like at odds and this weird kind of, you know, butting heads, it was my character just being sort of annoying and, and too funny and not serious enough for her and her being ambitious. Anyway, all that to say, that's all you get to see is that two hours. Whereas with mystery one Oh one, you're getting to see Travis and Amy and you're getting to develop so that if you ever wanted to stream these things and you ever wanted to take a weekend and watch them all in succession, you'd actually be able to track the growth of this character and the growth of these, this relationship in a way that I think is as enjoyable as the individual stories themselves, which is ultimately like, you know, for a guy like me, you know, I, that's the stuff that I have to dig my heels into because I love acting and I love, I, I don't want to just show up and, Read the you lines. Yeah. Smile and smile and wave. Yeah. So with uh, Double Holiday, people were pumped about having a movie with some Hanukkah in it. Is it a uh, is it a Hanukkah movie with Christmas in it, or is it a Christmas movie with Hanukkah in it? What's That's it? A great what's question. it lean towards? I'm gonna say that it's a. Uh, I think you're gonna find it maybe a Hanukkah movie with some Christmas. In it. Okay. okay. Oh, well, all right. All right. Interesting. People are pumped. We enter into, we enter into her world. Um, but it's framed, of course, it's framed in the traditional, you know, yeah. Christmas party. We, you know, we're, we're jamming out a, we're jamming out a thing, but 
you'll see it's actually kind of amazing what what you get to witness in regards to Hanukkah. Um, it's a really beautiful treatment of the holiday, and it kind of explains you know what it is, and it's a really pretty showcase of what it is um, okay. in a way that in a way that uh, it's funny because the Christmases on on, on Hallmark. Or have nothing to do with Jesus. They're just the holiday of Christmas. Whereas with Hanukkah, it's very, there's a prayer, there's a blessing. And huh. you hear it. Interesting. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool. So let me ask you this. You, uh, you get to develop this character on mystery one hundred and one, and you get to go to the screenwriter on double holiday and go, Hey, can we change my character? Um, I always feel like the mystery movies on Hallmark are better. Would, would be better if they would take some chances and be darker or have some things happen that didn't end so perfectly. I mean, it's a mystery movie. Like, have you ever thought, I know you couldn't pitch this, but like, have you ever pitched something in a mystery movie? Like one of yours to, that they were just like, no, we can't ever do this. Like I, we were talking about this in mystery one Oh one. Like if for some reason in one of these movies, the killer got away at the end, like if the kid, like if we twist and they were a recurring bad and guy, it's a serial killer or, or if for some reason, like Robin Thomas's character, this would never right. happen, but he's a great character. We love him. But it would have at least made sense if this guy like loved his wife and they used to date and then he didn't want to make a movie and it would have at least made some sense. We would have not liked it, but he could have easily done this. Yeah. Like he could have been he the guy. Find, that, he finds out that they sold the the rights to his books uh, behind his back and he's pissed off about it, goes to confront him. He kills him. Yeah. Do you yeah. ever, have you ever like suggested anything that or or or, or, or I guess been, you know, wanting a mo- a mystery that l- like lends itself to the darkness. And we're talking about murder here, but it seems like they still take it with this very lighthearted, like it's almost like they murdered by accident. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have a question for you guys. Um, cause I don't watch a lot of the other, uh, I don't watch any of the other mysteries to be really honest with you guys. And are, are there murders in the other ones? Yes. Yes. yes so yeah. all of them have murder. Yes. Have murder. Yeah, mo- well, most of them. I I've can't. only watched one with Brennan Elliott, one with Rick Fox, three time NBA champion. And I, <laughs> Those two, those two had uh, murders, um, and I've never seen a subsequent film from either of those. So I don't like the everyone I've watched. I've watched five of these movies. They all have murders in them. Okay, okay, because I think like the fact that there's even a murder is one of those things that for Hallmark they're like, well, listen, it's already, you know, it's that old. Did you guys see? Um, have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet? Yes, great movie, right? Mm. Mm. Man, well, I pitched that whole thing to Hallmark before. Before <laughs> they didn't, uh, they didn't want a Manson they story. No. They said no. What? Um, but it's like what that girl said in the car, where she's like, "Man, these people we grew up watching murders and blah blah blah." Man, and I think that uh, Hallmark is aware of trying to keep the brand because it's cards, man. It's sympathy cards, and it's get well cards, and it's happy birthday, happy anniversary cards, and um, ultimately there's a tone of darkness that they don't want us to step into because I think then it starts to become Netflix. And I think there's a place for like, I think there's a place for it. And, and, and Hallmark, I think they do. And here's what they do. They make these movies that the people who love them really like brand, like they really love them. And they just kind of say, you know what? I know what I'm getting into and I'm, I'm going to, tiptoe into this world but i'm not going to go too deep into it which is actually a good thing for me so like suv special victims unit right on nbc i mean i can't i'm a 42 year old man who 
uh, I grew up with my, a dad who's a defense attorney, and there's just certain episodes of that where I'm like, I don't want to see this. It's mm. just too much. Like, I don't want to know about the child getting, you know, yeah. raped and murdered. Yeah. So the Hallmark's never going to do that kind of stuff. I do like the serial killer idea, though, where it's a repeated, a repeat offender. And if there was a way to embed that into, into a character like Robin's, where you trust this person, you yeah. like Preston, like Preston Vanderslice. You know what I mean? Imagine mm-hmm. if he was a serial killer. Yeah. And the whole time he's being this charming, like, teacher's aide. That's, and, that's and, what I and, said in the yeah, episode, oh my God, Chris. Yeah. It I, would make sense for both those characters because in Graham's case, he, <clears throat> he was the teacher and now he's writing these books so he knows how the criminals think. Same with uh, with Preston. I, it's like he's been in this class for so long. I think he they couldn't argue. do murder, though. I think he would have to be a serial thief or something like that I, I, if yeah, we were going to do it. that's like my problem is, is that I get why Hallmark movies right. – don't tread in darkness because they're just cotton candy. They're comfort food. But this movie already has murder in it. Yeah, I know. It's confusing, dude. It like, really is. I'm not saying it's we confusing. need SVU. I'm just saying, like, what if they arrested the guy, put him in jail, and they're all eating dinner at the end of the movie like they do in all of your movies, and then they get a call, and it's not him. Like, it's a different yeah. guy. Like, how awesome would that be? How how weird are you going to feel when, like, episode seven ends that way? That's You'd right. Be like, they took my idea. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, just in, crown, crown Media knows how to write a check. They, yeah, they, they do. They, 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 they could do it. Ask the bubbly sex girls. Ah, <laughs> got them. Um, we also we have a theory um, uh, about uh, what's what uh, Jill's character. Oh, no. uh, Rick Fitch. You remember now the, the 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 third mystery movie in your series is populated with all used car salesmen. You've got you've got Phil Jank. You've got Rick Fitch. You've got uh, Van Vliet. Uh, you got a lot of of, of uh, used car salesmen, but Rick Fitch, who was in love with Amy's mother before yeah. she decided to marry Graham, it is my belief that Rick Fitch is Amy's real father. Holy cow! <laughs> Tell me about it. Wow! Tell them what time it is, Chris. Come on, <laughs> Dan. You just took it to a whole nother level, brother. <laughs> And it, that'd be great. The, the biggest shame is that uh, Rick's dead now. Yeah, Rick so is dead. No, Rick like, Fitch. We can't explore that relationship further. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Unless yeah, he's not also, dead. Like, we, we never just, saw the body. We, I, just love, we just love Robin's character so much. No, he would still be like, in it. He would still be a great father. Like, that's the beauty. Robin yeah, Thomas right. Graham would still be a great father. But I saw your wheel, your wheel spinning for a second there, Chris. You were you were taking yeah. that to the network. No, I took that in, man. I took that in in a real way. <laughs> that would be interesting, right? I mean, it's got to be. These things have to evolve within the cycle themselves. Like, I mean, like any any great uh, TV show, and I will use that adjective uh, that becomes great in the in the eyes of the popular culture, or whatever. Like. TV fanatic, they we were a must watch on Sunday night, which is really wonderful to kind of to get a, uh, awesome. a shout out from a, from an online publication that is calling from all everything that's airing, and to kind of be singled out, which was really cool. Um, and I think as Hallmark gets a little more uh, gets more and more popular, uh, shows like this, they're going to have to tiptoe into things that, like you're saying aren't just cotton candy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, stuff like that would be interesting because all of a sudden it broadens and it deepens the, the content where you're like, oh, this is outside the box. Yeah. I did not expect So I there's think, a place for us here. Yeah, yeah. there's a place. I think especially when there's uh, when you have a double header, like uh, when you have two coming out in a row, 
week wise yeah. to tie them kind of together. Just bring it, just pitch it. You got it. No, I think you know what I you're doing. Like, you know, uh, Ali Sweeney did one and in February, right? Didn't they do all, I think she had all four weekends in February or all three weekends that in February. Right. Yeah. And it was like pop, pop, pop. And uh, yeah, that would be interesting to but, tie yeah. it where you have one conclude on the first weekend and you think it's all tied up. But then on the next weekend, yeah. you're dealing with a totally separate case. But then the first one like rears up again and we're like, wait a minute. Can you imagine the fervor if on Sunday night on a Movies and Mysteries it did not end amicably and you had to wait seven days to find the conclusion of what just happened? I I mean, mean, it's it's not terrible, man. It's actually pretty great. I would be all in. Yeah, I'm going to we'll talk to Mary Beth about it. I like it. I'll say, hey, I don't I came up with an amazing idea. I have a genius idea. Hear me out. I've got my own five or six hey, pitches. You guys, for you. Could we acknowledge one quick hot minute that uh, that Reno, Nevada, was mentioned several times in yes. last night's episode? Yeah, yep. and that Reno is my hometown. Fantastic! Oh, did you do that? Was that your pitch? It. Yeah, yeah, you they, did. They were so sweet because he was originally going to be in Vegas, and I was like, guys, would you mind? Like, is it cool if? Just if, because Reno would like it would be such a sweet little nod to Reno, even though it's Phil Jank, and even though he's not the he's like he sold me a car it was a limit yeah it, it was, was terrible yeah. he's like he's like you know um but i said it would be fun just to hear reno and they were mary best bros and the writer uh they were just so awesome to be like yeah of course that'd be easy like let's do that so that was fun love it that's awesome no one from reno cares but whatever shout out to hometown uh, there mm-hmm. from chris Pilar. um a couple questions for you uh one does involve uh, phil jank do you think phil jank uh like the name of his business is jank security um <laughs> is it is his security <laughs> system is it as jank as yeah as the name implies who is purchasing jank security <laughs> right. unless they that? want to get burglarized yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think it's. I think it is all that. In yeah. 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 Um, his, his card is written in invisible ink, so like when you when he hands it to you, it just slowly disappears. Yeah, yeah. Can't blame him. So let me ask you this: uh, Rick uh, Rick Fitch gets killed in a, a mountain uh, climbing, rock climbing, blood yep. force trauma situation. Right. You know what I'm talking about? And yeah. uh, you know the kind. You show up uh, and go under the old cr- crime scene line, and they have uh, spray painted uh, out where the body was. Um, but it's not spray painted like a like a body; it's spray painted like a potato. Like it's, <laughs> it looks like grimace from McDonald's. Like, why? Why in the world? And it's not just around the blood. Like, it's like this is where he was laying when he got hit. What is that? <laughs> do you, Do you want to know the details? I would yeah. love it. Okay. He hit the ground so hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you said so, Hallmark wasn't dark. Here, here's the problem with that. One, he didn't fall. He got hit with a rock. That's oh, right. <laughs> that's problem one and you two. Forget, Frontier didn't carry it. I, I couldn't see it last night. <laughs> um, so Amy has this idea. She throws out this uh, thing that she always does at hotels to help her fall asleep, which is to take a warm bath. Um, one... Have you, as somebody who spends a lot of time in hotels, as this, have you ever worked, done this theory where you can take a warm bath? And, okay. Um, two, <laughs> not every hotel has a bathtub. Lots just have a shower. So does she call ahead and say, hey, what's your bath sitch? Or what, what's, what do you think? I mean, this is obviously a question that Jill would be better yeah. suited to answer. But I, I would imagine that she calls ahead because she's a pretty smart girl. She's fastidious. 
she's a detailed person. She's keen on observation. I think she'd be like, are you guys a bathtub or just shower, uh, sort of hotel only. Like it. And then she, she would, she would only stay at yeah. places with bathtubs. Plans accordingly. Uh, and assuming, assuming that uh, the writer had a bathtub too, that was a pretty large assumption on her part. That was, right? but apparently he did because that's where he was when Homegirl snuck in. So here's a little tidbit. This is behind the scenes. So Jill and I are often adding little buttons to scenes, and we're gonna, we're trying to wrinkle the page. They call it in the old. In the old acting business, when you get a script, you can wrinkle the page, make it your own. And um, and so when when that guy, uh, the writer, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, uh, uh, Rick, uh, Rick. Rick Fitch. Fitch. Rick Fitch. So Jill, so what is it? Phil Jank and Rick Fitch? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are real names. And Van Bleet? Yeah. These are hard names, man. The writer's like, I know how I'm going to mess with them. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but you were in this movie. <laughs> You've heard these what? names. <laughs> what? Um, so Rick Fitch, um, he yawns, right, when he meets me. Yeah. yeah. And I had this great little zinger, and I was like, I have that effect on – I often have that effect on people who just meet me. Like, I had this fun yeah. little thing, and they snipped it. Of course they did. You oh. know, because because that's what happens, because you got to keep it streamlined. But it was I thought it was funny because I literally shook the guy's hand and he's like <laughs> And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, no, I know I'm used to that. Was that, that in the fun. script for him to yawn like that? It was, yeah, because yeah, it has to be he, has he to even be has tired, to say, yeah. I'm so sorry, I'm that's tired. That's right, that's right. And then she has to say, I take warm baths. Yeah. Because yeah. that's and a big piece to, to the puzzle. So he has to get he has to get into that. Yeah. Um, they also cut out our scene with Robin where we were on the phone with Robin and he pulled his ear, which I was really bummed about. <laughs> yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. We were looking yeah. for that, unfortunately. Yeah. They listened to our episode and they were like, now we'll give them nothing. <laughs> they figured maybe you would call them up and ask for a check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they do that. That's fair. Yeah, we, That's would, fair. we would never do that. Uh, Chris, your character, uh, Travis, has seen a lot of things in his day, uh, especially in the sh- Chicago, right? Prior to that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So at one point you say, uh, somebody says, uh, my tire was slashed and you respond with slashed with a knife. <laughs> What have you seen that has led you to conclude that things can be slashed other than with a knife? What else have you seen in your experience? Man, you're really pulling at <laughs> here, bro. Um, when did I say that? First off, they so basically uh, Graham has a flat uh, a flat tire, and oh right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, and the next day, think, right, you're right. In context, so what I said in context was, I'm a cop. I'm used to this kind of shenanigans. But in Garrison, I'm not. And so I'm surprised. Ah, so I say, with mm, the knife? Like, yeah. I like that. actually used a knife? Yeah. Like, like real people would? Yeah. And so I was, it wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't saying that. You weren't questioning the slashing element. Yeah. No, 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 okay. No. I was, I was like, questioning the fact that somebody would actually use a knife in Garrison. Uh, I, gotcha. I, I was concerned that you had seen like machetes in the past. You know, yeah. I wasn't sure. I mean, we just have mm-hmm. to. Blow torches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> Since we're piling on, Chris, I, I nominated you for most unnecessary use of flashlight uh, in this movie. Um, Did you like how I flashed it in yeah, Jill's face? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though there was a light shining on her from the street already, yeah. you were like, nah, right in your face. He's been murdered. Yeah. 
that was that was fantastic. You know, you and the director are on the same page. He's like, you don't need to flash the light at her, but I just was like, yeah. <laughs> but that, that's that a character. Was, always doing I went that. From her face to like lower because they're like, don't put it in her face, please. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's uh, see, he wrinkled the page, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's that's what classic he did. wrinkle. That's right. That's a classic WTP. <laughs> You're gonna. You guys are going to use that. I, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. we will. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, b- before we uh, dive into our, uh, what is it, our, our speed round? Uh, rapid fire. Rapid fire. That's right. Um, quickly, tell us about Double Holiday. It's apparently airing in November, which means it'll air in December. Um, <laughs> but what's kind of the, the plot? What's going on in this movie? What can you tell us? Um, so uh, these two these two characters, they work together in a – they're uh, building managers, and so architects design it. These guys go and make sure everything's being built accordingly so they're on the site. And um, you know what? There's a lot I could tell you, um, but to be really honest with you, it was a sweet, sweet movie. I read the script on, the, on an airplane come from finishing uh, Dead Talk. And uh, I cried. I'm not going to wow. lie to you. That's wow. Awesome. Oh, my I goodness. Had some, I had some moisture in my eyes. And I thought, well, if we can capture what's on the page. Um, my character, he's a – I guess I'm not giving anything away because you see it early on in the film. But he's a big brother um, for kids who don't have uh, – he's like a mentor, basically, yeah. for kids yeah. who you know, who have homes but whose moms are working and who need, like, extra guidance. And the girl I work with, uh, who's played by Carly, um, she's all business, man. And she's all, she's trying to make it ahead in business like they all do. And she realizes that the thing that makes her special and the thing that makes her unique is her family. And it's sort of, uh, how she incorporates that into her professional life. And then it's about how these two fall in love. And I think they did a great job blending, um, bringing Hanukkah into the, into the mix, which I think is really lovely. I think, I, I, one of the comments you get a lot as a as a Hallmark guy is, you know, I don't feel like there's enough diversity, and I certainly at Christmas time like there's zero like Hanukkah, there's zero any other, and so this is a really inclusive film, which I think, you know, if you're Jewish and you like these movies, you're going to feel really proud that you're represented, and I think we do it. Obviously, the producer and the the writer, not obviously, but the the producer and the writer were both Jewish. And so there was a lot of care to make sure we got it right and lit the menorah from the right angle and the right side and saying the ble- I know the blessing now. I could I could do the blessing. We're excited about it. We can't wait to uh, to to watch the flick and we're we'll we'll talk to you Be about fun. it uh, when it comes out. Uh, rapid fire time. It's rapid fire time. Rapid fire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll ask you uh, three questions each. You have to answer as quickly as possible and as honestly okay. as possible. Okay. And then we'll let you go. Let's Panda, go ahead. All right. Uh, favorite brand of shoes. Nike. What's the best Star Wars movie? The second one. Empire Strikes Back. That's the right yeah. answer. Yeah. My last movie you saw in the theaters. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. Ooh. Uh, favorite place to go fishing? <laughs> Truckee River. Wow. Okay. Uh, the most expensive drink you've ever bought or had a drink of? Well, I just bought a $75 plate of pasta with white truffle oil. Does that my my everyone was mad at me and I didn't know how much it was going to cost. <laughs> that's Does that, that count? That's not a drink at all. You've never had like a 25-year-old scotch or anything like that? Like Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Um most- yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't drink my cash, dude. I'm not, that's, uh, I, 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 I can't give you an honest answer. Cause I can't remember the last time I paid more than 
Like I, whenever I have to pay 16 bucks for a drink, I'm mad. Wow. Okay. I, I hear that. Um, s- let's say you were at a basketball game. Uh, one of the players got injured and they were like, Hey Chris, you're, you're checking in. Uh, what, what player would you kind of model your game after, 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 um, uh, wait, what'd you say dance? He was just I, making, fun I was of making me. fun of Brandon. Yeah. Oh, um, I would model my game after, uh, Michael Jordan. I would tongue out. I would come down hard mm-hmm. slamming legs wide, but I'd, but basically, if I were ever to be put in a basketball game, they'd make me be center, and I would just get a bunch of rebounds. So, yeah. right. yeah. board up, board up. I love it. Uh, let's see. Uh, do you drink soda, Chris? Um, yeah, is I that do. your question? Yeah, no, well, I'll um, follow up. Here's a quick follow up. What's your favorite type of soda? Are you a Pepsi Coke? or a Coke boy? Just a I'm standard Coca Cola classic. Yeah. Coke, Coke, Coke. Got you. I love it. Your favorite '80s band. Although I got to go back and say that Dr. Pepper mm. is like the one that I will uh, yeah. treat myself to. Dr. Pepper so is just so delicious. when you when you're coming over to hang out, if I have some Dr. Pepper waiting for you, you're you're good I'll to go. I'll drink it up, man. I'll I'll drink it up. All right, all right. Fa- favorite '80s band, Chris? Oh my gosh, um, favorite '80s band. I mean, I did just hang out with Def, Def Leppard. Yes. Yeah. Rick Allen, but I think that honestly, my favorite '80s band was Depeche Mode. Okay, Depeche huh. Mode. Wow. Didn't see like that coming. Actually, although, does U2 count as an sure, '80s band? Sure, sure, sure. Absolutely. Joshua Tree is the album, and it was released in the '80s, because so that counts. Honestly, U2 was also like was my was the seminal, and they've remained. So I think U2 gets to be there. U2. I like that answer. Um, were you ever in a fight as a kid? And if so, did you win? I was, and I did. Uh, there was a kid who pushed my best friend Graham, and I immediately turned around, leapt on him with my hands on his throat, took him to the ground. Wow! And said, "You don't touch my friend." Wow! And the kid bought me a BB gun as a as a way to apologize. What? Man, that seems wow. like an interesting thing to do. Hey, you strangled me. Here's a here's a gun. This sounds like what Travis would do if someone picked on Graham in, right. the, in Mystery One Hundred and One. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Right. That was a really dark question, though. Who asked that last one about me fighting as a kid? It was Brandon. Uh, it was me. Um, Brandon, why yeah. did you ask that? I, I I was never in a fight and <laughs> always wanted to. Have you ever been in a fight? No, I've never been in a fight. You know what? I remember there was a kid. There was a. I was in my. I was in college. I've only been in a few fights. By the way, I'm not an advocate of fighting. I don't. I think it's a stupid waste of your time and energy. And my dad, being a defense attorney, represented a guy who punched a guy outside of a bar, the guy he punched fell backwards, hit his head on the ground and died. Wow. And so I grew up with my dad saying, never get into a fight. And there was, I was in New York city. I was out with a friend of mine, this girl who she wasn't my girlfriend, but I cared an awful lot about her. Mm. And this young stud came up and he was just being disrespectful. And I said, bro. And I was, I I was not obviously in, in the best of shape. Because this was late on a Saturday night, and mm. I said, "Bro, if you if you keep disrespecting my friend, I'm gonna." And he's like, "You're gonna what?" And I said, "I'm gonna take you outside." And he's like, "All right." And so we went outside, and I punched him in the mouth. Wow, wow. man! I punched him right in the mouth, and he looked at me, and he had this look in his eye that said that there was more to him than meets the eye. And he, <laughs> then he said, "You just lost," and I was like, "Oh, what's that mean?" Oh. <laughs> And it was the last time I ever got into a fight because I realized in that moment 
we live in a very unstable world and people are capable of things that you can't even conceive of. And like, I don't know what that was about, but it kind of scared me. It did the job. Oh, if I ever get hit, I'm going to, I'm going to give some, whoever hits me the crazy eyes and just go, you just lost. (laughs) (laughs) Would he say it and just walk off? No, he just looked at me and then I, and I kind of like collected myself and he just stood there. He didn't go anywhere. Wow. He was bleeding. His mouth was bro- broken as he was, but, and he had this kind of look in his face. And then of course you find out, and I don't know if these people were messing with me, but this is New York city. He ended up living in the same neighborhood as I did in Brooklyn. Oh my god! And gosh. we ended up having random people in common and they were like, yeah, his dad's a boxer and he knows how to fight. He could kill you with a punch. I didn't know if they were trying to scare me or not, <laughs> but like it works. It Love worked. it. And so ever since, I've never been in a... I've always not been in fights. Whenever I'm anyone punches me, I always tell them, you just won. You just won. It <laughs> has a complete opposite effect <laughs> on people. And then you bow. And then I bow, <laughs> and I go, thank right. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, tell people how they can find you on the socials, um, and then we'll, we'll let you go. Uh, Polahaha on Instagram, at P-O-L-A-H-A-H-A, and then at Chris Palaha on Twitter. Fantastic. And I'm on Facebook too. Just bright yellow, bright yellow icons. You'll see me. You'll find them, Chris. Uh, as always, you're a champion. You're the best. Thanks for giving uh, your time to us uh, on this beautiful Monday. And may we be the first to wish you Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.